What's funny? I saw that that uh, that gif of uh, from old boy from the wire when he's like, "Oh!" But the caption, <laughs> oh, the caption, the caption said, "Yeah." The caption said, uh, "Oh, when Nate Robinson saw Ocho Cinco get back up." <laughs> <laughs> Now listening to the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. Here are your hosts, Deontay Epps and Dane Beasley. Episode 48 of the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. My name is Deontay Epps, joined by my best friend, co-host, Ace, my guy, Dane Beasley. How you doing, bro? Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Um, pretty good. Really great day. Uh shout out to my boy Ken Thorpe, man. Like I had to say that because I had to take a little, uh, you know, you don't plan to go to the store sometimes. Sometimes it just happens. Like this morning, I made a bowl of cereal and, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm on the the, lact, the lactose-free milk. So I poured some of the milk and it barely was enough to cover about two or three spoonfuls. So I didn't have no milk. So I ran put to the some store. water on that damn <laughs> <laughs> Look. And the worst thing about it is I thought back to the last time I put water in my cereals back in college. Like there was a particular brand, an off brand of cereal you should get from H-E-B in Huntsville mm-hmm. that you you could literally eat with water. You know, it, it, you didn't need any milk. And I reverted back to like, man, I'm just going to drink some water. I'm just going to eat some water. I was like, nah, I don't do this. You're past that's that. The, like, yeah, that's, that's the, the college strug- struggle yeah, days, bro. Straight up. When them so, uh, used to eat, when we, <laughs> I ain't going to say you because I was there too, eating ramen for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> And I didn't start. I know y'all can relate to y'all. Everybody listening. I hated ramen. I hated ramen so yeah. much, and I was like eating it and crying at the same time. Not because I, you know, would want to eat something else, but just because how disgusting it was. And well, yeah, I guess it was because I wanted to eat something else. Anyways, made an impromptu trip to Walmart to grab a few things. Uh, the top of the list being two cartons of uh, lactose-free milk. And as I was in Walmart, I threw in that Kenti. And yeah. man, it's just a beautiful body of hometown work. Track mm-hmm. after track after track, and it's like it. It made me just appreciate where I come from, you know, and yeah. the people, the create the the creativity uh, that flows throughout each and every uh, hood and in Colleen. So yeah, just want to say shout out to Ken. You're doing great things lyrically, uh, and it's it, it's gonna it's gonna pay off, obviously. So yes, shout out shout out to, out, shout out to Ken T. Yeah, friend of ours, friend of the show, Ken T. His new project, Seeds. I am going to put that in the description, Dane. That's a perfect yeah. segue. I'm going to throw that in the description of this episode. Yeah. Um, Ken T's project, Seeds, dropped about a week and a half or so ago. And it, it's fire, man. I yes, um, man. I immediately had to pass the word on to Dane and, uh, and to, to, to share this fire. Not saying that just because it's from Clean and we're from Clean, but it's, yeah. it's, it's a breath of fresh air. Breath of fresh air. And, like, it's so – it's relatable and real – Type stuff like if you actually listen to his lyrics and what he's saying, it's like uplifting, inspiring. Um, I, I've told him already, yeah, mo- most definitely. I, I've told him to his, um, well, not face, I haven't seen him face to face, but you know, through, <laughs> yeah, through text message, like how, how much, uh, I enjoyed this project. And Dan, you saying the same thing that I felt about it as well. So, yeah, man, uh, Ken T, our guy Ken, uh, Seeds. His project just dropped a few weeks ago, and I will put that in the description, man. So, uh, we are we are in episode forty eight. Dang, I know, like we've man. always liked to uh, 
associate the episode number with a with with a uh yeah a sports athlete i couldn't think of a, a legit 48 in sports can you uh not in sports but specifically <laughs> what about super bowl 48 who was super bowl 48 can't remember let me see Google super bowl do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you should remember this. Y'all got your ass whooped tonight. Oh, okay, on to the next. Sub- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I hate All this right. number. That's why it's not relevant. Oh, it is relevant. In fact, no. the score was no. 48, uh, 43 to eight. So the four <laughs> and the eight together is Super Bowl forty eight. Oh man, this is perfect. Okay. Anyway, in your free time, just go ahead and look up what's so significant about Super Bowl forty eight. No, and you don't want to do that. That might be a representative of that team here. You, you don't want to do that. You Here's don't want to. I, I told me, you, the Cowboys ain't been to the Super Bowl since the nineties. So <laughs> I told it, you, it ain't me. Did I ever tell you about that experience of me where I was watching that game at? Nah, but I bet you. I bet you knew exactly what that the tone of that game was going to be once uh, the was it oh, Mary Thomas caught that drag route. Oh. Well, the opening oh, yeah, kickoff, he got that's smacked. True. Whoever that, I can't yeah. remember who got who returned it. But anyway, I was at a Super Bowl party. And, you know, it was, was, uh, yeah, it was holiday, Trinidad holiday. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was at a Super Bowl party and I just remember at halftime, dude, I was just like, you know, people are like, what's wrong with your Your Broncos, bro? Like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You tell me what's wrong with you. You watching the game just like I am. It's the same thing that happened to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl just a few months ago. Defense is, as long as you have an elite defense, it don't matter what kind of offense you're playing, you're going to have a field day with them. As yeah. a good saying goes, Deontay, offense sells Oh, okay. Oh, go ahead, man. <laughs> defense wins championships. 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 <laughs> yeah, we got a we got a nice little show pack for you guys today. Um, what are we talking about today, Dane? I I we, there's a lot of sports news that happened. Right. Well, I guess kind of. to kick it off. Yeah, definitely. We speculated about look, we had some inside uh, information about the the trade, the the uh what is a good word, a good uh adjective I could throw in there. Uh, correction, a good adverb noun I could throw in there. <laughs> it was a <laughs> it was a basically a, one of the no, not one of the best receiver of our generation. Well, one of the best receivers of our generation. Well, I know the best receiver of our generation, Julio Jones, uh, was traded I wouldn't argue from, that. I I know I was like because it's, yeah. it's Megatron too, but Megatron isn't playing anymore, so it's like you know. It, but you know, say what you want to say. Even me, 2015, 2016, Dane, I would be telling myself shut the hell up right now because I'd be like, <laughs> no, this brain's better because he has more touchdown. Boy, shut your goofy ass up. Anyway, <laughs> Julio Jones, the best wide receiver of our generation. Um, he was traded from Atlanta to Tennessee. Um, plenty of us knew it was going to happen. We just didn't know where he was going to go. Because that giant contract was not going to sit right and it wasn't going to help the, the cap um, there in Atlanta. So they they bit the bullet and they, they add a few million dollars worth of uh, that contract. And, of course, the Titans will fit the rest of the bill. Uh, but he's worth every single penny. It's just the way basic economics work in the NFL. Just they couldn't afford him. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't afford him and his talent. What, so. what, what's so funny um, – I'm in the group chat with Sean, Kadeem, and all of his friends, right? Uh-huh. And Ahmad, you know, Ahmad is a, a down hard Atlanta Falcons fan. 
And uh, like when, he tried to uh, make all them blockbuster trades and Madden exactly. and put all them extra dudes on his team. And right, like, come on, right. bro, you can't be doing but, it. But, bro, listen, the funny part is, uh, I want to say it was this previous Madden before 21. So Madden 20, when I was in the franchise with him, mm-hmm. you make all these crazy moves, trading, yep. and, you know, getting all these big contracts. And there came a point in the game where he didn't have enough salary to sign the players. And, like, mm-hmm. he was with the Falcons. It was so funny. And, like, it got to a point where in the game it told him, like, bro, you just got to quit, like, because your salary, like, it's exceeding. Like, so this is basically a scenario penalty, what happened to the Falcons. He had too many penalties. It'll make yes, you retire if you have too many penalties. Exactly. That's what happened to him. And so we made the joke, like, this is the same thing that happened with the Falcons. Like, they did not have enough money um, to to make Julio comfortable. And he didn't even want to. You know, he wants to compete. He said he wanted to compete yeah. for a champion um, or a team that, you know, can contend for a championship. With Tennessee. Better defense. Way better their defense. De- their defense is, is top tier. We've seen, like, the last few years or so, Ryan Tannehill is not the same Ryan Tannehill he was with the Miami Dolphins. He's taking big strides. Coaching um, I matters. Think coaching matters and freaking having a 2,000-yard back in the backfield with you helps a lot too. So, so you're saying the chicken came before the egg is what you're telling me? Say that again. So you're saying the chicken came before the egg is what you're telling me? As far as Derrick Henry being the factor for Ryan Tannehill? Or the what makes the offense go? Is it the oh, pass game or Derek, the run game? Run game for sure. Oh, interesting. What do you, what do you say? Oh, no, no. I didn't say anything. Okay. I just think I was, uh, the EPA... Uh, the EPA statistic uh, that I believe ESPN developed determined that uh, Ryan Tannehill is one of the top, I believe, five or top ten quarterbacks in terms of EPA. Look it up. I'm not going to go through uh, the detailed case study of what it is or a, a detailed um, encyclopedia definition of what it is, but it's a pretty interesting stat to determine efficiency for quarterbacks. Or, or well, yeah, it's in so many words, efficiencies for quarterbacks at the top of the list: Patrick Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, uh, obviously Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, and a few other quarterbacks. But he's up the top of there, and it's people can make the argument that it's the passing game or the quarterbacks that helps develop that you know efficient run game. Mm-hmm. And of course, on the other hand, you have people that say the running game it helps the, the passing game. So. I don't know what side to lean on. I don't want to be on the wrong side of it, but all I know is that Titans deep or the Titans offense is they were dominant last year. And if they just got one of the best receivers in the league on their team, opposite of AJ Brown, it's going to be even more dominant. So I was just going to start saying with you though. No, you're going into my (laughs) next question for you. Oh, really? But first it's time for general. Almost forgot to hit the general homeboy, man. Man, question for you. Oh, okay. With the addition of Julio Jones to the Titans' offense, it's a two-part question. Okay. First part: Does that make the Julio AJ Brown tandem the best wide receiver duo in the league? And two: Where does that take the Titans as far as the AFC contenders? Are they? Does this send them above Kansas City and Baltimore, or they sitting right below them and Buffalo? All those. Where do you where do you see the Titans in that AFC power rankings? Definitely in the top three or four for me. 
of course, the rankings that we have, the unofficial rankings that we're making right now, they're not going to hold any kind of weight once, you know, uh, once the preseason starts. But if we're just, you know, talking to be talking, I'm going to talk. So what I'm going to say is I'd say they're without Julio catching a single pass in a Titans uniform. They're probably somewhere around that. Hmm, somewhere in that one to five range of mm-hmm. receiver uh, wide receiver duos in the league. Um, but that's about it on paper. Um, yeah. I don't because because we don't know what their the style of their offense is gonna. It's not gonna be through the. It's not gonna th- be through the air. We know it's gonna come through the ground through their workhorse Derrick Henry, um, probably one of the best three down backs that we have in the league right now. So AJ's one thing. If you're a fantasy drafter, AJ's gonna eat because Julio's gonna open up those disgusting matchups with AJ and the number two or three cornerback. Um, but I'd say probably the second or third. Number one or two, you'd have to go, or me personally, if I'm not looking at any teams right now, what their depth chart looks like, I'm going DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald. And I know people say, well, Larry Fitzgerald's like 85 years old. Oh, yes, I know, but just just, just hear me out. Larry, and this is no particular order. Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, TJ Lockett and DK Metcalf, or TJ Lockett, Tyler Lockett <laughs> and DK Metcalf. Um, and I'd put Julio Jones and AJ Brown in there. Um, you got, you can't leave out Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley. Um, for, of course, your Cowboy fans, somebody's going to say Amari Cooper and you can either insert Michael Gallup or CD. There are like you, as you're just listening, these tandems and trios, bro, it's some talent, bro. Like loaded on the same squad. I didn't even think about that. And not to toot Mm -hmm. the Broncos horn, but we, if we could get a quarterback that can put it on the money, (laughs) bro, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler. And that's the thing. We didn't even get to see the prime of y'all's offense because of the injuries that that took place. And then of course the fact that you guys, quote unquote, this is y'all where it's not mine. Y'all don't have a, a decent or an average quarterback back there, but you know, Y'all had Josh Chance. Y'all had y'all had Hall of Famers in the last decade at the helm and the shotgun. So I don't want to hear it, Deontay. Anyways, hey, I'm, man. Kidding. I'm kidding with you. But that's off the top <laughs> of my head. Um, without yeah. me digging into it, because I this I had no idea this was on the schedule. Look, this isn't even in my notes. So I'm a little yeah, disgusted. I, I threw, I I threw a curveball on this, and I wasn't prepared for this. I have to fire my writers now. Uh, and the producer <laughs> happens to be Deontay. So that's I have to fire me. him somehow. <laughs> but no. Without the top of my now, I'm thinking of Adam Thielen and and um, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, like it's you yeah. can go. And we got some exciting. Dang, these QB ones or at least cornerback ones are going to get lit up this year. Um, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun as hell, offensive wise. Right, and going back to the Titans, like I think one thing that's going to be. I think it like Derrick Henry has to be like elated, yeah. Because teams will no longer be like putting like seven, eight in the box. Mm-hmm. Not that trying to stop Derrick Henry, <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. So you putting that many guys in the box, you leaving Julio one on one, AJ right. Brown one on one. You got to double you, somebody, right? And if you doubling that, that leaves a less person, you know, what I'm saying to stop the run. So. I'm going to be intrigued to see how or interested to see how this offense will um, change with Julio under, you know, at, out wide opposite A.J. Brown. But, man, I think 
if Ryan Tannehill can play at least three fourths as good as he did last year, this offense be could fine. be, they'll, yeah, be they'll, they'll be they'll be doing well. Um, and as far as like putting them up with the other talent, you, you still got to rock with KC, in my opinion. Um, they brought back almost everyone on the offensive side of the ball. Lamar Jackson's going to come back strong as always. That defense, you know, if that defense can, you know, keep them in games, that running game that the Baltimore Ravens have, you know, they'll continue to attack Lamar Jackson under the helm as well. Buffalo is going to be interesting because, you know, Josh Allen had a crazy year last year. Nobody expected him to do as well, but you know, yeah, it, it's gonna, it could be, it could be so easy for him to take a step back. Yeah. Historically speaking, it's not, it, it hasn't been, possible for quarterbacks their accuracy to get better or their completion percentages to get better um in the way that Josh Allen's has like he's historically speaking he's been a bad passer of the football in terms of efficiency since high school and to see him get better is kind of scary because we have no idea what this guy's ceiling is but shout out to him I was a Josh Allen doubter a few years ago so again telling that you know Dane B from a few years ago shut your ass up because you know what you're talking about (laughs) Yeah. Um, I know a few episodes ago, I think oh, when we had Colin on two episodes ago, we talked about mm-hmm. the uh, undisputed oh. situation with uh, Shannon Sharp. <laughs> you know, Colin, Colin Julio. Mm-hmm. Julio was like, I'm out of there, basically. And people were uh, kind of interested. We talked about it this day. Was it staged or not? Did he know he was on live TV? I thought it was staged. Yeah, but that's yeah a lot me. of people did. A lot of people did. And uh, Albert Breer came out and said he had that Julio had no clue he was on TV when he made comments that led to his trade request becoming public. Is that so? So now that we have this information to say it is true, out the bag. Is that more of an indictment on Shannon Sharp for like cold calling Julio and not letting him know he was on? Mm, I wouldn't say it's an indictment against him, but it just comes to show uh, you always want to look. You always want to know or let the other person know that they're on three way when you call them, just to make sure that they don't say nothing ignorant or say something that they would regret. But I don't right. think it's an indictment on that. I think if anything, Shannon probably just got caught in the moment, or Shannon was doing exactly what his network appreciated was getting her name in the headlines and and them buzzing for weeks. So it worked. Is it eth- yeah. look? Is it is it ethical? Is it okay? I don't know. But they got what they wanted. <laughs> they got it exactly what they wanted. So. The headlines, yeah. That's interesting because, like, this situation has never happened with something like this. And Shannon Sharp has been a player, you know, well, now he's an analyst, former player that's so connected mm-hmm. to a bunch of athletes. You know, everybody calls him Uncle Shea and all that good stuff. So it'll be interesting to see, like you said, Dane, if players, um, they probably won't, like, literally take offense to, like, of course, they'll probably still be cool with them and stuff like that. Be like, hey, just, you know, yeah. be, be mindful uh, of what yeah. you're doing. Right. And you probably won't see everything. I think it'll be more preface, like be more careful with how you handle yourself in, you know, public situations and taking calls like that. Muy interesante. Yesterday, switching to uh, the good old boxing ring, Dane. Oh, my gosh. So Nate Robinson got knocked out. How long ago was that? So maybe like three or four months ago, three or four months ago. I just know we're seeing a lot of T-shirt. Yeah, I know. With the Logan Pauls, the Jake Pauls, and um, I, I'm not—I've never really been an avid like boxer kind of fan. And I know we have some listeners that actually like watch legit boxing. So Dan and I are not going to be here to break down a boxing match as far as analytical, like you know, percentages of of punches thrown and stuff like that. But 
I didn't watch the two fights, or I watched the Mayweather Logan fight on a stream. I'm not. I wasn't. I didn't pay for the pay per view. And if you did, I feel sorry for you. But Dane, did you watch Ocho Cinco? I only caught like clips from social media. Oh, I watched it. I watched them from the first round to the fourth round. Okay, um, so I heard. I heard. <laughs> Good things as far as him lasting. It was four rounds, right? Yeah, four rounds. Four two-minute rounds. Okay, so I heard good things about him like lasting through the entire fight, but you know mm-hmm. he did awesome. get knocked down. So if you were like the – you're not an avid boxer fan like that. You're like the casual. Like if it's on, it's on, right? Right. What did you think about <laughs> – your face is funny as hell. What did you think about Ocho Cinco's boxing performance? I'm going to tell you the same thing I told your brother when he was telling me that Ocho was about to knock homie out. I'm like, Ocho <laughs> is a former professional football player. This just goes back to the conversation we had a few podcasts ago. Just because you're fast doesn't mean you can compete with Olymp- Olympic athletes. It's the same thing with boxing. That is a different kind of athleticism than football. Earl Spence tweeted something just like that, too. Oh, shout out DFW Zone. Um, It's a different it's a different ball game, literally. Now, he might he might get, you know, commended because he held his own and he didn't get his ass knocked out. (laughs) He got knocked down a few times, but he didn't get knocked out. So there's respect. (laughs) There's a respect factor in that. People, you know, oh, you got heart, you know, you know, I'm proud of you type of deal. No, I saw but, so many shout outs for him, man. Nah, bro. That's the that's the equivalent. And I know this from personal experience. That's the equivalent uh, equivalent of if you're in last place, you're in a race and everybody starts standing up and clapping for you. Like, come on. Yeah, that's all right, baby. You can do it. You can. That's the equivalent of that. OK, yeah. so shout out to. What, 43-year-old Chad for going in the ring, almost getting knocked out in front of his fiance and his best friend. Um, but at the same time, it's like that's that's a that's a grown man sport, and you can't rely yeah. on ten other guys to help you <laughs> help you move the ball downfield like you on your own. And he held his own, but at the same time, you going against <laughs> an, an actual boxer slash fighter. So right. you know, it it, yeah. it it didn't go as bad as I thought it was going to go. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I thought he was going to be laid out on the mat just like Nate was. Nate. But he, Speaking but of, he, uh, the, <laughs> you seen the fall that he took though, right? Like I in did. the last round, like with twenty did. seconds left. But like he didn't even catch his like he didn't even catch his body with his hands like he just like he just, what's funny I saw that that uh that gif of uh from old boy from the wire when he's like oh but the caption <laughs> oh, the caption the caption said yeah the caption said uh oh when Nate Robinson saw Ocho Cinco get back up <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't like, know the scene he's talking about from the wire a particular character realizes he made a grave mistake after they mm-hmm. got in a shootout and almost executed an undercover cop so he's in in front of his basically his boss and he's like yo yeah. and the camera is probably one of the best one of the best seen, camera, yeah, works, seen camera panels ever he's like turning around like this and the camera's like spinning around him it's 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 it was that scene itself the way they filmed it was ahead of its time yeah but that of course goes down for other famous reasons because of the the motion captured <laughs> in that particular person or and it's particular used act. almost i almost i see that gif almost every day on social I media i use man. it all the time <laughs> yeah <laughs> like but, yo. Um, then you had the uh, so yeah Ocho Cinco survived those four rounds, and then you have uh, Floyd Mayweather going against Logan Paul, and Logan I Paul did. is I did not, not watch that one, so you have to fill I, me in on that. Okay, one. so Logan Paul is not 
Jake Paul, who knocked out Nate Robinson, correct? Yeah. I think I got that uh, right. They're brothers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's his brother. So this is not this is not the guy that knocked out Nate Robinson. This is his brother who's they, they had the records up there, and I was like, what the heck? Floyd Mayweather's record 50 and 0. Then Logan Paul 0 and 1. But I only watched it for Twitter purposes to see what people would say about, you know, certain <laughs> things. And I hope, I hope y'all. Listeners, I hope y'all did not buy this fight for $69.99, $59.99, whatever it costs. Because maybe, and if you did, you got to be rich, bro. Because when this fight was announced, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. But in my mind, I was just like. I didn't take it serious. I was like, there's yeah, no way. Nobody is- should have, have, you know what I'm saying, thought that this was going to be anywhere near top tier caliber. People just like seeing Floyd, obviously. and. Money, it's money it's become cool. this new craze where YouTubers are in the ring now, and I think you're gonna see. I mean, it's drawing what it's supposed it's, to. It's doing an exactly audience, what money, Showtime exactly. Got the bag. Showtime got the bag. Exactly. So the, the more people watch this, the more it's gonna be more. You know, what I'm saying YouTubers and celebrities, former players and athletes jumping into the ring. It's but, like almost. It's almost like celebrity deathmatch from uh, MTV from back in the day. They had like little clay models of your favorite celebrities beating each other up in a ring. Of course, it's mm-hmm. not the same thing, but essentially, it's it's the same thing. Yeah. So basically, man, you, you just saw eight rounds of Floyd. You know, playing like or boxing like Floyd does, jab jab. You know, duck jab jab, and then you got Logan Paul. You know, swinging here, swinging there. It was what you thought it would be, like your your typical celebrity boxing match. Nobody gets knocked out. Nobody, yeah. you know, getting bleeding or anything like that. But it brought in what it was supposed to. Viewers, money, yep. and us talking about it on this podcast. Yep. And Airtime. every podcast everywhere, yeah. Airtime is money. Give yep. me some money. And I think it was saying something like I saw a thing that said – um. Floyd had made like thirty million dollars before the fight, like in the pre, the hype of the fight and all that. He made thirty mil. That dude's smart as hell. Yeah, he's or somebody he's, in his corner is smart. His his marketing team, the the money team, like they no losses. That's None. record and the money. Because I think in the top five, the top five most expensive fights. I think he's like. Three of those top five selections, if I'm not mistaken, because he was there for the Pacquiao fight. The um, what's his face? Oh, I'm forgetting this dude's name. Um, Conor McGregor. Mm. Oh yeah, Ocho and, said he wanted to fight Conor next. I'm like, come on, bro. Yeah, I'm not. Come on, come on. <laughs> Ocho, sit down. I know that's probably clown, like clowning this dude on the I Am Athlete podcast. Like I can't wait for that episode to drop. Yeah, you just see that? With, did you see the picture of all of them together after the fight? No, I didn't. I know it was, was, it was all, his wife. Yeah, it was Johnson it was To and all the cast of you know I Am Athlete pod and Chad all together after this fight. <laughs> I know Channing talking um, big noise to him. I know I know Channing is. What's so cool? Like they they did go to support him. I find that pretty cool that they went and su- supported him as much as they probably gonna rip him on the next episode. But oh yeah, they about to clown that dude. Yeah, and it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna be there for every second of it, laughing. For sure, for sure. And uh, we're gonna close out this sports segment. I put this at the very bottom of the sports segment because I am still trying to process this. 
Um, I have my Mavericks it, man. Move on, brother. jersey in the background. My Mavs fell last night to the Clippers. Bro, they in didn't game die, seven. man. They just lost a series of I basketball. I know, bro, but I'm upset. Okay, my I'm bad, upset man. about it. Do your thing. Going up 2-0 at the beginning of the series. I... It, it it's funny because I knew even up being up two zero, I was not confident. <laughs> I was not confident. I I was hopeful, but at the same time, not confident because, I mean, it's a seven game series. You got a young squad, but I mm. do know that KP is not the answer for for the Dallas Mavericks as a two option. That man really? is a waste of seven three space, dude. Man, wow. I, I don't know if you got to see him play this series, but he. He on the defensive end, he's a liability. He's offensive not a center, end, that's why. he's not a center. He should be playing the <laughs> four. Uh, but on the offensive end, man, he was making shots like he would. It was a fast break, two on one fast break. I think it was him and Tim Hardaway, and he pulls up for a three like we playing in the rec on two K. And I'm like, bro, go to the hoop. You seven he's foot three, man. Scared of the contact. That scared among other of things. The you know, shout out to the Clippers. Um, fight through <laughs> adversity, man. I hate, I hate the Clippers so much, dude. Oh, man. But uh, how how would you feel? You know, I think we talked about it a few episodes ago, like the Lakers kind of struggling. Um, you you cool. You got the Lakers hat. You rocking the Lakers oh, hat. Well, you, no. you big chilling. I'll, I'll tell you about my, my reserve nature. I'm sitting here with my Lakers hat on after we got embarrassed on national television two games in a row. So... I'm used to this losing in the first round of the playoffs. You know, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, so we've been doing this for some time. I'm seasoned. Okay, this is <laughs> this is nothing to me. Okay, this is a normal <laughs> this is a normal weekend for me losing like that in the first round of the playoffs. I'm okay with that. I'm also okay with I'm a realist. We that game that matchup was going to be tough going into it. You know, being uh, living in the city of Dallas. It's really hard to tell if the teams that you root for, the teams that you hear a lot about, are they actually good or is it just because the local media is gassing them up and in turn poisoning the entire fan base into thinking the team is a lot better than what they are. So with that being said, anytime you hear a lot of positivity about just how good, you know, the Mavericks are going to be or how good they're going to be, there's always somebody like me that will bring you right back, back down to earth. This whole Chris Stapp's Porzingis thing, it seemed like a good idea. It seemed like a steal uh, when the trade took place. But at the same time, coming to the realization that that guy is not a big, he's not, he's not an authentic big. He's, that, that's, that, the banging in the box, that's not his game. He's, for one, he's frail. Two, he is scared to get hurt again. You can visibly see the guy is scared to get hurt still, again. Still, yeah, still kind of, so. And timid. I don't. Timid. Yeah, timid. I don't timid. I can't tell you what's going on in the dude's head, but at the same time, I I took this is what I told my coworker, uh, my my, my homegirl at work, Rashana. Uh, I said one thing is going to happen with Luca. If y'all don't get him a solid number two, or get him some sort of help, he is going to burn out and he is going to leave. He is not going to stay there taking L's over and over and over and over and over again. You guys are going to have to build something around him. It's just a solid number two. Solid number two that's going to play at least 75% of the games and contribute in some way, shape, or fashion on, to- on both sides of the court. So, Luka King, yeah. he's an amazing as talent. Much, as, amazing much talent. As, as much as Dallas fans want him to be the next Dirk, that's where him and Dirk 
I feel like are going to differ. You know, Dirk was so loyal to Dallas and stayed mm-hmm. throughout his entire career, eventually getting that championship in 2011. Dirk didn't but Dallas nothing. Exactly. He didn't owe him nothing. A lot of the time, yeah. And he was so loyal to Dallas. He loved the city. And, not, and like this generation, you already see it with all these other players, you know, going to chase rings and going the to, you know, get a ring. Line, man. Right. And Let- so I feel like Luka is one of those guys that, he he's so competitive, and you see it on the floor. Mm-hmm. And he's a baller, first off. But that very emotional, he, very competitive. Oh my god, dude! In some of the shots way. he were making was like insane. Like I've never seen anything like he makes it. One, he makes it look so effortless. easy, effortless, and he has the ability to like slow down his body. Like it looks like body he's control. going like slow body motion. Is amazing! It's man. incredible, man, and. Yeah, if I agree with you on that, man, if we don't get um, some kind of legit scoring option for him, because um, next, I believe next he's at the end of next season, he's eligible for a max extension. So I think they had already asked him about that today. They asked him something. A reporter asked him about, uh, "Are you going to sign? Uh, are you be? Are, will you be looking to sign a long term, you know, super max deal?" And he's like, "I think you know the answer to that question." <laughs> Boy said, "Yeah, cha-ching, cashing out, cashing out." Yeah, man. You know, uh, another first round exit for the Mavs. Yeah, the Lakers. <sighs> Lakers. We'll be back. We'll be back. I can't speak for the Mavs, but we'll be back. I don't know, man. I, I swear I can't. It's so crazy. I'm a Mavs and a Broncos fan, and like, I can, I couldn't watch it. Like, I, I watched it, but like, compared to my Broncos fandom, like, it's it's crazy. Like, because I can watch the Broncos from opening kickoff to the zeros on the clock, whether we get in our ass beat or not. But with mm-hmm. the Mavs, I couldn't. I don't know what it is, man. It was just excruciating to see them, like, falter over the – I guess because it was over, like, a seven-game series, and I could see it from here all the way down. Oh, yeah, that shot of dopamine was taking you to them clouds when y'all was up. Oh, yeah. I was like, all right, y'all. But like still, the, like I said, still though, a basketball team at the end of the like, day. Like Charles, like Charles Barkley say, like, like I said, like I said, I still – the back of my mind, I felt like <laughs> – let me tell you something. Let me tell you Let something. Me tell you. Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> I love Chuck, man. It's national treasure. But now. What's that sound? The nerdy news segment of the duo. Sports Loki. The podcast. Loki. Loki. It's Loki Cold week. Mischief. It's Loki week. Oh, I thought you said it is Loki week. I was like, hell, no, you week. It's Loki week. That's the god of mischief you're talking about there. Put some Marvel Studios' on third Disney Plus show. Marvel. Loki premieres this Wednesday. Man. And I don't know if you saw some of the reviews for it, Dane, like the little tweets of, you know, some of the press can get or get the uh, they can see like the first two episodes. Mm -hmm. I read a little tweets here and there about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they can't go into full detail about spoilers and all that, but it's kind of gives like a context of what they thought of the first two episodes. I'll read a few of them from, you know, Brandon Davis from comicbook.com. That guy. Yeah, I mean, I've unfollowed him from some years ago because he was 
too much. Yeah, he's spoiling oh. shit. So I like, yep, you going on the block list, buddy? Yeah, but yeah I, know, I know, I know these of are, him. These are spoiler free tweets. Spoiler free. Better be. So his tweet said, "Loki has hands down my favorite first TV episode from Marvel Studios yet." Tom Hiddleston is just too good in the role, picking up 2012's Loki instantly. He's brilliant. Early exposition comes with awesome details for MCU fans. I really like to start lots of potential here. Then he says Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson are glorious together. Hiddleston brings every bit of cunning charm back to Loki. Wilson is surprisingly delightful in the MCU. That classic soft confidence makes his Mobius a blast to watch. These two are just great. Um, and then one more, he says, Loki brings so much to MCU lore. There are references to the past films and stories to Marvel at, but also really exciting, subtle additions to the sandbox as a whole. Through two episodes, this series could be a really exciting big step for the MCU's broad, sprawling stories. After we saw WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier in my head, I feel like Loki, when I when it was first announced about Loki, I feel like everybody was like, how about it? Because what can you do with Loki that we haven't Not seen me. already? This is the one I okay, was looking I'm forward to. to the most. <laughs> but now, now this is what I think. Even before I read those tweets today and stuff, I was thinking like from based off the trailers that we saw so far, mm-hmm. I feel like Wanda or Loki would be a mix of what we saw with WandaVision as far as the craziness, the out of there type stuff. And then like the action that we saw in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's like a blend of sci-fi and like action together um and i think loki for sure will be a show that you know might end up well from these tweets it seems like it'll be one that we'll remember for a long time but you said you were already excited for it right yeah um first off tom hiddleston is a dog bro he's he was probably one of my favorite villains in the mcu just because of how arrogant! How his, his arrogance just just bled through every scene that he was involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of my dog has hands. Okay, he has hands, so it's not going to be one of them things. Low key hands, yeah, <laughs> low key hands. Number one of one of those shows where it's going to be him, you know, behind the scenes and orchestrating and getting by with magic. It's, it's going to be a combination of both. You got Asgardian magic in the palm of his hands, and of course he can he's he can throw it out with the best of them unless your last unless your name is Thanos. Um, but that's a different story. But I think back, looking back, this one had the most, uh, it was the most mysterious. Like we didn't know much about what it was going to be exploring. And even when it was first announced, what, like, was it last year, the year before that? I can't remember. I was like, what could they possibly be talking about? And then when you see how Endgame transpired of, you know, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. now the multiverse gets to be explored. So, I'm, Dude, I've been excited be so for awesome. so long, and then just I've man, and we we love we our household. We're a low key stand household, so we we're yeah, yeah, ex- expecting some. We're expecting some really good things. So yeah, said I said a whole bunch of nothing, but except you know, one thing you take away from this conversation, what I'm saying, blabbering about is Loki is going to be pretty amazing in yeah. my in my estimation. Marvel's I agree. Let me down. I agree. I think I think it definitely has the potential to be um, better than the last two shows we saw. And I say that because it was not affected by the pandemic as far as we know. As like the first two shows, WandaVision, there were a lot of reshoots, a lot of pauses, 
lot of stuff that had to be changed as well as in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I feel like mm-hmm. this would be the first like Marvel Studios project where we see like the complete vision that they wanted from start to finish, not affected by everything that went on in the real world. So I think that really makes it um, have the potential to be one of the best shows that we've seen so far. Obviously with Loki, man, like I agree with you on that. He's, he's always been like the, one of the most interesting villains that we've seen thus far. Tom Hiddleston does great in the role. And mm-hmm. from what we've seen or read about Owen Wilson, he's killing the role as well. And I'm wow. definitely excited to see. Wow. Yeah. wow. I'm definitely excited to see. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> excited to see. Cause you know, Obviously, you know it's gonna be multiverse up in this thing, and yeah, absolutely. I, I'm so excited, and I hope we get to see like different versions of the characters we already know. Whether it's mm. Thor, whether it's like other Avengers, like that's one thing I hope they. I mean, they don't Kenny have to is. give us the whole thing, but like, yeah. man, just like, yeah, give us like a little sprinkle, yeah, like something to get. Let me see, like. Evil Cap or something crazy. Like, what if this would have went like, like? Well, we got the what if, what yeah. if series coming out later in the, in the summer. But, um, what oh, like you know what I'm saying? Just different. Yeah, it's uh August, I believe. Oh. But definitely excited to see what they do with the multiverse, with other versions of characters, as well as how will this end? Like, how does this show end? Um, leading into whatever the MCU has next on the slate. I mean, it probably won't match up with Black Widow because it's, I don't know. I don't think it'll go that it? route. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Black Widow's very grounded. It'll, I feel like Black Widow's more of a tie-in with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, hmm. And I think Loki will kind of dive into what we see with uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, maybe Spider-Man, No Way Home, everything that's going to deal with the multiverse, but um, definitely excited. Episode one uh, is this week, Wednesday. And of course, next week, Dan and I will be back to talk about the first episodes and what we expect so far with the show, man. And we have a report from the Illuminati on Twitter. It's an exclusive Tanak Huerta playing none other than Namor in Black Panther 2. And there's some other intriguing Atlantean supporting cast revealed. And he is from Narcos, Mexico. Have you yes, watched sir. Narcos? You watched Narcos, right? I watched the first two seasons when they were chasing Pablo. No, I mean, maybe it was three seasons when they were chasing Pablo Escobar. After that, I was like, okay, this is the same thing, just a different place. Um, yeah, so I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'll come back to it later on when I'm bored or something. So he stars he stars in Narcos Mexico, but man, looks like we got Namor coming to Black Panther two Wakanda Forever. Well, it's just called Black Panther what, Wakanda, Wakanda Forever. Wakanda? Waka, Wakanda Wakanda Forever. Yeah, what you think, bro? Uh, I know nothing about this guy other than his role in Narcos. Um, I did some googling or not googling. I went on TikTok because some of the creatives that I follow on there, they love talking about Marvel and comic books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And apparently this isn't the first time this has surfaced. This was reported by some outlets all the way back in November. So right. maybe it's some insider has more of a scoop and they were able to say we can confirm this because of 
blah, 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 blah. I got a homeboy at HR that did the paperwork for the blah, 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 yeah. blah. I don't know. So It's always funny we'll with those sources and who comes out with it first yeah. and reconfirms it and all that good stuff. But I wonder how the first time, that first one goes, like how the the first source of something happens, like the, the exchange. Like you're just, I don't know, you're at Target somewhere and you randomly – you're behind a, an agent of a star athlete and they're talking on the phone about a contract deal that's going to get done. You're like, Hey, are you so-and-so from so-and-so? Yeah. Well, I actually work for ABC and I just want to know if I can get your <laughs> thoughts on what you just said about so-and-so. I think like, I wonder how that whole thing takes place, like how they get the inside scoop. He's like, yeah, you can report it. Just, you know, keep my name out of it type of deal. So yeah, I always wonder about that. And I still want to know where that dad said is. Ian. Oh, is oh, I thought that was Adam Schefter. Yeah, him too. <laughs> One of them, they all look alike. No, I'm playing. One of First thing I thought of with, with this Neymar thing, man, was back in Avengers Endgame. Do you remember the scene? Yeah, at the beginning, probably like after they failed. Well, they it realized snapped. that they failed. Or, yeah, when they try to go back. Yeah. The week, was it a weekly or monthly report to uh, Natasha? Black Widow, yeah. So if you, if you guys don't remember that scene, our nerds out there, um, this is after they failed to get the stones back because Thanos had already destroyed them. There's a meeting. Uh, Black Widow's basically leading the meeting between Captain Marvel. Time skip. Time skip. Three, yeah, time, three, the five year jump. Years Thank or you. Five years. Five years. Five, five year jump. Uh, five year time Black skip. Widow, Captain Marvel, Rocket Raccoon, Okoye, and uh, Nebula. And basically, um, Okoye says uh, it's an earthquake under the ocean. We handle it by not handling it. And that was like the first little subtle tease to uh, Neymar, who was an underwater, some underwater, some underwater yeah. creatures, yeah. An underworld so, race or civilization. Yeah, man. So it's uh, Marvel's always throwing out the little breadcrumbs, man. It has you, <laughs> you t- we tasted it in the game, and they have you want more. And this is just you know another, another uh, addition to that. And Black Widow, or not Black Widow, Black Panther is starting to shoot. This year, I believe, and it's coming out next year, 2022, mm-hmm. July yes, of 2022, uh, Black Panther will count it forever. So I know that's that's definitely going to be fire. Um, R.I.P. Chadwick, man. Yes, yes, most definitely. Cannot, cannot forget Chadwick Boseman, man. R.I.P. And then our last story, Dane, comes from SportsGamersOnline.com. Says ESPN working on video games return. And this headline kind of is like a tricky headline because when I first read it, I thought it was like, oh, ESPN is coming out with a video game. Um, But then I then I read it and it says for the last decade, ESPN involvement in video games has been pretty limited. In the early 2010s, the worldwide leader in sports was the broadcast partner for the EA Sports NCAA football series until it ended in 2013. Aside from that, the only place you saw ESPN branding was in NBA Live. Then ESPN and EA Sports signed a 15-year agreement in 2005 that recently came to an end with no official extension. So according to sources within the Bristol-based network, ESPN has begun the process of opening negotiations with EA to bring full broadcast into more EA Sports video games. With ESPN now the home of UFC and NHL coverage, the company wants its branding out in as many properties as possible. So it's basically talking about how it can be included in Madden, um, NBA Live, whenever that series comes back, FIFA, those kind of things. Um, I always felt like, you know, we both skipped on Madden this year, but one of my gripes with Madden was the fact that it had no type of realistic, like, 
broadcast. Like I always felt like what would take the game to the next level if you incorporated stuff that we see when we watch a real NFL game, which next part gen of that stats. is yeah, next gen stats or like even the real life like ESPN um scoreboard like make it uh-huh. seem more like a realistic game to me um i don't know if that's really what you look for like one of the things that you enjoy like when you heard Realism. this news like yeah this is does this news of espn possibly coming into like sports video games affect how you feel about men nope i believe when yeah. i see it you gotta show me my boy you gotta show me is my coin my sixty to eighty dollars, is it worth me buying it? You got to show me, Playboy. Pause. You got to show me. You got to show me. Cause Dane is still in doubt, and Dane, I am with you, and I'm here to give you something that I did today, and I don't know how you're going to take this news. Um, I registered for the Madden 22 beta. To test it out. Yeah. Oh, what do you think, man? For research purposes, for the for the podcast, let the record state today, uh, June the seventh at eight forty six p.m. For you all, of course, it'll be June the eighth or whatever time you decide to listen to this podcast, or even if you decide to. For Mister Epps, it's going to be sometime in the beginning of August. By the time you hear this, uh, Mister Epps, um, you are going to be fairly disappointed. I don't know why you're going down this road again, but. It's free. it's free. It's free. It's free yeah, beta. Obviously, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it's, that. It's, hey, it's for time. research purposes, for the pod. Oh, I got I to I I let everybody know how, you know what I'm saying? Go waste your time so we don't have to. Appreciate you. <laughs> exactly. Appreciate you. It's for the people, your nobles, man. Your noble sacrifice. <laughs> your noble. Oh, what did, what did uh, Ebony Moss say in, uh, in Infinity War? <laughs> he said... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> you would... <laughs> you're, pre- you're prepared... Wait, wait. Hey, what he did said, he say? Uh, he said, "I just uh, watched it too, not too long ago. It's like even in death, lo- you are a child said, of Thanos, or something about a noble sacrifice. You are about to die at the hands of the children of Thanos. Yeah. May your meaningless lives be worthy of her sacrifice. Something like that. He, Ebony Maw had the bars. He really. The boy did. said, your powers are inconsequential compared to mine. <laughs> he told, he told Doctor Strange Dead Man spell." Yeah. Very difficult. And, I'll, and I'll take off it off your corpse. <laughs> like, bro, he reminded me of you ever watched Tales from the Crypt when you were little? Yeah. Bro, he, he's that that, by the way, that show scared the hell out of me. My my brothers used to scare me with that show. Um, uh, but he looked like oh the Tales from the Crypt dude. Yeah, a little scout. Crypt keeper guy. Yeah, Ebony Ma definitely drinks his drinks with his pinky out. <laughs> As Dane drinks from his pinky yeah. with his pinky out. <laughs> But Ebony Ma, I hate oh, that he got man. body. So yeah, he, he was out of that because but he he had the bars though. He had the bars. Yeah, most um, definitely. I might want to go back and watch that. He had the quote most definitely. Earth yep. is closed today, Squidward. <laughs> <laughs> Get lost, Squidward. <laughs> oh man, Stonekeeper, does this babbling mammal speak for you? I speak for myself, and on the grounds of whatever the hell he said, you're trespassing. <laughs> Get the stone. I want to watch that again now because you. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, episode forty-eight of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast, man. We 
love doing this for you guys. We love doing it for ourselves, our friends and family, people that support us, man. We, you know, we enjoy this thing. 48, 48 episodes into it, man. Couldn't even imagine getting this far. And Dana and I just going to keep on keeping on, gonna man. Bask in the ambiance. Episode yeah. 48, also synonymous with Super Bowl 48, where the Broncos lost to the Seahawks. We're not going to talk about that. And Malcolm Smith was the MVP. Man, yeah. that boy Demarius Thomas got smacked. On that third down, we know I that he was we, And the cam was like, ah! or was that Bobby Wagner? I can't remember. One of no, I think it was. I think it was Cam Chancellor. Was Cam. I think it was Cam Chancellor. Okay, yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you enjoy what you hear, give mm. us a five star rating on Apple and a review, so this can get to more ears and they can enjoy what they hear with the duo. Um, also, if you go to our website, www.theduosportsandstuffpodcast.com. If you click on blog, you'll see oh. Eb's right thoughts oh. where I'm going to start writing oh. a little bit of things on the website. Oh, oh dang. First thing, first thing I'm going to write about is my top 10 sports video games. So be on the lookout for that in the next few weeks. It's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited about it. Bit. Bit. And uh, right. Dane has his oh. keyboard out. <laughs> that's that's what the answer right there. He's going to be doing this. <laughs> y'all. I'm going to be at the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, man, no, check that out. Uh, with you. We're gonna be yeah. up on that. Can't wait to. I can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah, Dane's gonna yeah. critique it. I want everybody else oh, to yeah. critique it too. I'm I'm, and I want to see your list when I put it out. It's gonna be great. Gonna be great, man. My list top ten. You said top ten video games or sports video yeah. games? Sports top ten sports video games. That's gonna be my Define first article. Sports. Um, I'm still compiling my list right now, but. What do you mean? You talking about wrestling? Wrestling's a sport. You talking about wrestling games too? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Fighting. So then, fighting games too. Then, uh, no. Uh, like boxing. Boxing is a sport. Fighting. What about, what about brawling? Are you talking about Super Smash Bros? That's no. not a sport. Are you talking oh. about Def Jam Fight for New York? That's not a sport. Yeah. <laughs> Don't it's not a sports me. game. Don't you dare insult me. Anyways. I'm gonna lead. I'm gonna lead before I say some really disrespectful things, man. <laughs> I'm talking to my producers. I'm sick and tired of this man the way he's treating me. All right, Dane's leaving. I'm leaving. We're the duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. Thank you for listening to episode 48. I quit. <laughs> Matter of fact, you Dane's changed quitting. the name of the group. <laughs> Hit my outro music. <laughs>